Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kisisleko podcast. My name is Luke, and I am joined by the Nick Good. Yes. This episode, we're talking about several things. We're talking about The Mandalorian Season 3 and its final episode. We're talking about The Marvelous Miss Maisel, which, if you've not seen, then stop right now. Go and watch Seasons 1, 2, 3, and 4. And yeah. watch it, and then come back and listen to us talk about it. And we talk a little bit about the new Flash trailer and our thoughts about what we think could happen and if we're looking forward to it or not. So, yeah, all very exciting. And uh, we also talk about our Kickstarter. That's right yes. at the beginning of this episode. You're going to hear about it right now. So look forward to it and uh, grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy. Yeah, I am uh, tired, you know, because we're doing a Kickstarter, and um, I forgot to hit record about five minutes ago. So we're um, yes, yeah. So there is a there is a version of this in a, in the multiverse where we've yeah. already had this conversation, but Nick did not record it. So now we are starting again. So yeah. for Nick and I, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, but let's <laughs> the just next go over. It's going to be Groundhog let's, Day. Yeah. Let's just go over what we talked about previously on a podcast that wasn't being recorded. Mm. We've got a Kickstarter. Yes. It's launching the 11th of May. I wrote some of that comic. You wrote some of that comic. Our good friend Harry did a lot of the artwork for that comic. And we have another comic attached to it. So it's a two-parter. Odyssey, which we wrote together. Mm. Harry did the artwork. We released Chapter 1 many years ago. This one has Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. It's combined. And a second comic also in this volume, called Whistleblower, which is a fantastic comic. And again, it was part one released. Well, that was that was released the same time as Odyssey? Yeah, I think it was like within a month. I within was, a month. Yeah, I think. Because I'm pretty sure we debuted both at uh, ComniCon in 2019. We did. So they're both together. The volume is called Lone Tales. And we are... Uh, we're very excited about it. We're hoping that the Kickstarter is a big success. So if you're interested in comics, you want to back us, follow the links on our social media. It's pretty much all we talk about these days. Yep. Um, and we'll put the link up on our consistent pod account as well. So have a look, get notified on launch and on the launch, just back us. Yeah. Support us. Yeah. We need your love. We do. Yeah. We you do. can listen to us and then read our writings. What more could so if you, you want? If you back this comic nick will get some sleep and then when we yeah. record our next podcast he'll remember to hit record yeah if you value me hitting record just back up you know nick's sanity <laughs> then back the comic so yeah. he can get some rest yeah right so outside of our kickstarter what else has been going on in the world there was 
a finale of The Mandalorian Season 3. There was, yes. Which we both uh, see in our last podcast. We talked about Nick went on an adventure to the Star Wars celebration. So he had an early bird uh, preview of the penultimate episode. Yeah, I did. Mandalorian. Did. Which I have now seen because I am a, I am a mere peasant who did not go to the Star Wars celebration, thus did not see it early. So I had to use my subscription and, of Disney Plus and watch it like everyone else. If it so helps, I now seen that. I did end up seeing the opening seven minutes of that episode three times. It does kind of help because you had to see it three times in the same day. No, no separate. Well, Twice on the same day, because they showed us the seven minutes during the panel of Mando. They were like, here's the opening seven minutes, uh, which was obviously the one where they were, like mentioned Thrawn, and it was all the Imperial people, and it was uh, Moff Gideon's return, and it was big. And then at the end of that, they were like, oh, come back later, and you can watch the whole episode. So I saw the seven minutes again, but in the context of the whole episode. And then when it came out on the Wednesday, I watched it again on Disney+. Plus. Right. Maybe... Maybe you're the peasant. Possibly, for watching the same thing three times. Yeah. Mm. Sucker. <laughs> but we have seen it, so let's talk about... Well, yeah. I mean, we talked about the last podcast. I didn't see the last 10 minutes of the penultimate episode. Yeah. So I got to the bit of that podcast where they'd, they were in they were in their home oh, world. Thing, yeah. Mando town. Yeah, and Mandalore. They just walked, they walked into a trap basically yeah. and loads of shit went down and the big guy in his big mando costume he uh he closed the gate and he was like go and then bogatan was like no but then she did she just left him yeah and he put up a really good fight and then all of a sudden these awesome i'm not very good with names everyone knows this these mofos in red came out praetorian guards i think is what they are praetorian guards yeah she's better than me because you saw that opening seven seven, seven minutes three times and uh yeah and then they they just killed him which is yeah. a spoiler so they killed him good mm-hmm. and it was very sad but it was very like uh action-packed which i think i've already openly said like it's taken quite a while for most of these star wars series to, like get to like the action part and then this whole episode was very action-packed and he yeah. he uh he died and moth gideon he had a he had a super suit yeah. <laughs> but it's not called a super suit it's called um it's mm-hmm. called a dark trooper yeah, it's like a Mandalorian Dark Trooper thing, isn't it? Because it's like yes. Dark Trooper, but a Beskar. So yes, that's what it is. Sturdy stuff. So he, uh, so he has that, and he, he doesn't walk very comfortably in it, that's for sure. Yeah. But he's uh, super strong, as we see in the season finale, which was mm. a very good season finale, Nick. It was great. I know it's 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 had great. some criticism online, and I feel like it's a bit harsh, because I thought it was, yeah, just good. Like stakes were yeah. high. I wasn't entirely sure if either Mando or Bo Katan would survive. There was a point where I was like, I reckon they're gonna kill one of them off, and they didn't. But that shows you how good the writing and directing was that they made me think that. That is good. You know that we're both agreeing that we liked it, but only the other day I had a conversation with someone who said, I really like your podcast. And I said, Oh, thanks very much. And he said, Do you know what I like about your podcast? But you and Nick don't really agree most of the time. <laughs> and I thought, there's still time. All right. And that's that's the hook. So I hated the season finale. <laughs> this crap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was good. It was good. And uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I thought yeah. they easily could because 
because like uh, Pedro Pascal, that's not his name in this thing. Dinjarin. Din Dinjarin. He uh, he's kind of taken a little bit of a backseat, hasn't he? Yeah, Bo Katan. So you know, it could have gone Pedro Pascal's a busy man. Mm. You know, I mean, he's sure. probably not in that suit most of the time, but he's a busy man. Yeah. So uh, you know, could have gone either way with him, and um, but he didn't. So it was good, and I. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was like kind of non-stop action again. I really liked the fight. It felt very, uh, felt very like big, like a yeah. proper Star Wars battle, right? With uh, Bogotan and and Din, whatever his name is, Jaren and Moff Gideon. Yeah, it's weird that I can't remember the main character's name. I remember all the sub characters' names, which is very surprising. But you also, I felt quite, I felt quite worried for Grogu as well. He's in his costume, his suit, which I really like, the yes and no uh, suit, and then that gets the shrink, just bouncing around the room. Um, but he handles himself pretty well, that little guy, didn't he? Yeah, I mean the the scene where he goes off like into the other room with the 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 fighting, guys. yeah, was like, oh shit, um, done for. Yeah. And it was just really well paced. I thought like they did the action really well. Like in the same way that in the penultimate episode, I think that scene with um I think his name's Pax Pax Fizzlar, I think is the the big Mandalorian that dies. Um You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. I know all uh, the sub characters but him. Ah. Um I thought that was done really well as well, because it the, the pacing of that is like he does kick ass. Like he takes some hits, but he kicks ass and yeah, then he it's does, like he does really well for a long time, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's not. And then, it's not like a quick death either. He's no. Like, I have to batter him down. Yeah, and so. then yeah, when they turn up, it's like oh shit. Yeah, and they just shank him. That's always pretty cool, isn't it? Like when they come out, it's like slow motion, and they're walking out. It feels very um like Lord of the Rings when the, the first time you see the um fuck, well, I have bloody names. Um, uh, Aragons, Aragons up there, in Tower, Nazgul. Yeah, and they're like swooping in, it's a bit slow motion. It's kind of like that. It's like the bit where you think, like, well, these hobbits are fucked. And you think, yeah. this big guy, he's done for, but he did put up a hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a shame because he was uh, yeah. he was, he was in this quite a lot, wasn't he, this season, that guy? Yeah, he had a bigger role. And I'm pretty sure in the first, I don't know if it was in the first season, but I think in Clone Wars, the series, I think it's voiced by John Favreau. Um, oh, okay. And I think he was in the suit in season one i could be completely wrong on this but obviously they've changed him out because i'm pretty sure they had an actor play him for this season i'm guessing once he started okay. getting more screen time favreau was like i just can't do both can't, can't be in a suit anymore yeah i've got to do got to focus got to on the cooking show got to do cooking shows and love the chef show god it's so good good show isn't it i hope that's bad um I, yeah, and I really liked the end. I thought it was very good. Like, it was nice because it kind of set him up on his adventures again, which I, I think probably a lot of people yeah. were a bit disappointed in because it wasn't much of his, like, sort of adventures with Grogu uh, that yeah. he had a lot of in season. Season one, obviously, he doesn't really want to be with Grogu. Mm-hmm. Season two, there are a few more adventures, but this was kind of like, hey, I need jobs, my bounty hunter. So I think that's something to look forward to in mm. season four. So it set up yeah. pretty nicely. And I liked yeah. the. Yeah, I liked all that setup. It was good. Yeah, I thought they've like that took me by surprise. I think that's why I quite enjoyed it. Is that I feel like it would have been really like it's hard to follow the season two finale with Luke because that was like holy shit. Um, and then obviously he goes off with Grogu, and the audience is like, "What the fuck?" Um, and you're left hanging for a while. So I feel like it's hard to follow that in terms of a uh, well, what's next. 
And I thought that this just did it in a really nice way where it was almost like it really felt like the end of a chapter, that it was kind of like the Mandalorian kind of Mandalore setup is is done and now what's next is Din and Grogu's adventures through because I mean they'll go back to like the Mandalore people yeah I'm sure it's still they'll they'll dive in and out of those or they'll need them a couple of episodes but I think it's good for them to move away a little bit from it yeah yeah Um, because they're gonna have to rebuild and things so which means they'll introduce new characters I don't know about the villain I don't know if Moth Gideon will I feel like he's dead. Back. Like he got pretty. Uh, it did seem like he was dead. I mean, because he's because he's been the villain now the last two seasons. Was he was he the villain in season one as well? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, he's done three seasons. So three seasons now. So it depends on where they want to go because obviously they're building now. I mean, the next season has to build towards the film that they want to do, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like all of these over yeah. vets and yeah, I feel like this is whatever they do as as a big villain is going to end up being Thrawn. Like, I know he's yeah. in Ahsoka, um, but I feel like Thrawn is a big villain. And if they just do him in Ahsoka, I'm not sure if it's... Um, no, I, yeah, I, I think he'll be the main villain of that film. Like, I think they're going to yeah. do... He, he like, kind of deserves that time, the, I think. Yeah, they're going the other way, aren't they? They're doing the opposite way to like the Marvel stuff, right? They're, yeah. they're building it all up in TV shows to build to a film, whereas in Marvel, they've built up in films to lead to TV shows to go back into the film. So yeah. I I really liked season three. I think it was I enjoyed pretty much every episode every week and yeah. loved that theme song at the end. It's just a headbanger, obviously that like we said last time. Yeah. So yeah, just I'm looking forward to more. I'm really looking forward to the next one in June August. June August. August. Ahsoka is that out then is it? Yeah it's Ahsoka, yeah I think that is August. Is uh, which looks really good, and the trailer for that is like we said the uh, last podcast. It's really, really cool. That's yeah, like, the score for that's really good as well. I watched the yeah. trailer back the other day, and there's a bit where the score hits, and I was like, it's not a traditional Star Star Wars score. Is there's something about it where I was like, ooh, kind of in the same way. Andor the score for that was just like, fucking. Scores are really good for all of these TV shows, aren't they? But mm. it does, and like we talked about last time. This stuff does get me more and more hyped for more Star Wars on the big screen. Like yeah, what the future holds because a lot of people didn't like the sequel trilogy. Yeah, um, which I don't really agree with. Um, again, because I'm not like the biggest Star Wars fan. I'm just a good fan, honest fan, <laughs> good fan. And uh, I think um, I think they they could do something really special with these films to get people. And I yeah. think if they focus away from another trilogy, if it's just like a trilogy of films rather than a continuation of films, you know, like I think yeah. that's the way that they're, they're going to go, and I think that will work. So, yeah. so something else that's been watched, we're watching, and this isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea on this podcast, but hey, we're going to talk about it. What's the point? Yeah. So, the Marvelous Ms. Maisel. Oh my God. Which is a fantastic TV show. Yes. We're both big fans. And your partner's a fan, right? As well? No, no, he hasn't. Although, so he hasn't watched any what? of it. But when I was watching those first two or three episodes, um, I was watching one of them, uh, I think, in the morning, just before he got up, and he got up and caught about halfway through an episode. And I think I caught him enjoying it. I think he was... I'm extremely disappointed. I know. Yeah. But it's it's just so good. The good thing and, is, yeah. he has to watch all anyway, because you'll make him watch it from the beginning one day. So then you get to relive its greatness. Exactly. So, yeah. For anyone who's not seen it, 
just don't be put off by the title because I think it's all again it's always what I talked about before but yeah. easily I would be put off by the title and I was put off by it Hold like when it first came out I was like yeah, we're going to watch this I was like, oh. but man it will hook you in it is some of the best kind of reminds me of a lot of like uh, you know the newsroom how well that was yeah. scripted yeah. like the you know the the long long takes from uh, it was Sorkin wasn't it he did yeah. newsroom he did. so like yeah. the long the long takes where it's like um Jeff Daniels will be in the office, but he'll walk out and there'll be two people leave either side of him. They'll be walking through a room and bang, 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 bang. And everyone knew where they were supposed to be and every conversation pinged in. It, was, it wasn't like there were gaps. It was just so fast paced sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you actually get to it, to the end of the, like what would potentially be a full 10 minute take. And you just feel like, how on earth did they do that? And the same is with Mar- Marcus Maisel because the script is so strong and the character, the actors are so damn good yeah. that you just can't, you can't help but just, fall in love with the whole thing like yes and it's not even just the main cast it's like these sub actors right it's like uh there are these uh mobsters these two mobsters and they're just so well placed in everything that they're in and there's mm. this uh, dad of this main character Ms. Maisel uh, called Abe and just it all every character pulls their way and it all flows and it doesn't matter how small the scene is if it's just two people if it's just if it's yeah. eight people, they do these big scenes where it's just them around a table, and it just it's so snappy. Yeah. But mm. in this new season, they do flash forwards. Yes. Which I am really hating Ooh, every okay. episode. Okay. Because I, so there are spoilers, but they're flash forwarding so far ahead that mm. it's kind of taken the fun of where will these characters go? Because obviously there's going to be another jump forward probably. So. At the moment, you've got Joel uh, in jail mm. when he's older, which you don't know what for, but in my head, you kind of assume he's going to get roped in with these mobsters because uh, he said he was trying to protect her. Ms. Maisel seems like an absolute bitch, uh, yeah. uh, which is not a nice thing for her because she's not really billed as a bitch in the whole thing. She's just mm. nice and she's good to everyone. Susie is the one who's come out the best out of the whole situation, but they're mm. not friends, and it just... There's so many like nuggets of who is she going to end up with? Is there going to be a guy who's going to sweep off? Is it going to be Joel? Is it going to be the comedian uh, Lenny? Lenny? Mm-hmm. Lenny yeah. Is it is it going to be the presenter that she's currently uh, flirting with? You know, there are all these things because we know it's the last season as well. But instead, it's just like, oh, she's been married four times in the future, and this is this, and a kid say it just feels like they're pushing on us for no reason. Didn't you say you had a theory about what you think they're doing? I just I have a feeling that it's um it's to basically say that um for Midge it's never been about um it's never been about the the who she's with. It's about um being something bigger it's about like what she's building so even though in the future she's very self-involved and you can tell that it's very much about her um like the way that she interacts with her kids and stuff she doesn't really know them and joel says like kind of a fractured relationship and she sounds like she's on the road a lot um the thing you take away from it is that she makes it like the whole show has basically been, I want to be a comedian um, and I want to be, you know, the best. And 
the flash forward is like, yeah, she does make it, but at what cost? Um, and I think that's the thing that they're showing you is that it's she's pushed for this thing and what it's done is pushed her in a way that she's had to become very self-centered and I feel like part of the the thing with Midge is that this season makes it more apparent she kind of spreads herself quite thin because she's trying to kind of please everybody um like she's kind of got her hands in everything trying to do it all um and ultimately what she I feel like it's going to come to a point where it's kind of like she just focuses on the career and the career is what wins is that we kind of know now that she'll end up in the in the limelight um yeah which I, I kind of like I, because for me I like I really like Lenny as a character he's a real person as well which I only found out last season um was that he was a real comedian um and his Carnegie Hall appearance is like notorious it's game changer yeah um and his conversation with her at the end of the last season just absolutely broke me I've talked about it before but when he's like basically like if you if you're not working at it and pushing for it um and you mess up this chance you'll break my heart and so I feel like because I know the story of Lenny like I know where he goes in real life um the flash forward sort of makes sense to me I think in a way that I'm kind of like oh okay I can yeah. kind of get what she's done um it's not te- it's not terrible like it's not terrible it's just it's just something that they've not done in the previous seasons like there's been no yeah. flash forwarding there's been yeah. no flashbacks like there were yeah. maybe a couple when she was little but mm-hmm. it just feels a bit out of it feels like they've like this is our last season let's get all this in but I feel like they could have done it I feel like they could have built up for half the season or so and then they could have done like an episode just an episode where it's the future maybe yeah. uh later on I'm it just feels a bit yeah, shoved in there, I think. But I don't... The last episode, which is... I don't know where we'll be by the time this releases, but it was... um, It was the one with... The boat. The boat, yeah. Great. The boat episode, yeah. And that was a really good episode, but it didn't really have that many flash forwards in it. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, we're a bit better now. I think it had the one with this, her son in, maybe? Uh, No, I think that one... Was it? No, it was I, the one before. That was, yeah, the... The one that just came out was the Joel one. It was yeah. opened up with yeah. You find out that Joel's in prison, um, prison yeah, and she's signing it, headshots. It's a fantastic show. Like it shouldn't, mm. it should definitely not fall on the radar. And you can see why it's so well received by critics. And you can, yeah. I don't know why there isn't. I mean, there must be a very good audience uh, for it for it to go on so long. And it's, I think it's got a pretty good budget as well uh, in mm. terms of like. What their thing is, but it's it's worth it if you are listening to this and you think, oh, like it doesn't sound like my cup of tea. It, it is. It will be yeah, if you uh, if you enjoy very good writing and shows. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it thank is. God. Thank God they probably finished recording it now. I mean, rightfully so. There's a writer strike, but yeah, it's um, I'd be gutted if it just stopped. Yeah, it's it's so well written and so well directed. I keep thinking, especially in this season, like they've kind of done it sporadically throughout all of the seasons where they do these really impressive camera shots where it's just like they'll start in one place 
um and they'll go up like a flight of stairs or they'll go up something and the camera just stays constantly it's like a really long take and there's so many moving parts to it that stuff is always just super impressive um, really impressive and in, in in this episode the one that's just come out there's i don't know if you saw it but when they introduce the boat like when everybody's on the boat the camera like starts over the river goes onto the boat goes up some stairs goes into the crowd and follows people around I was like, that must have just been such a. I'm sure they did not know like a green screen or something, but it's still impressive to have all in so many moving parts, and always just keep the camera on track and everybody know where they've got to be and stuff. It's just I did it on the ice ring episode as well, didn't they? That yeah, camera, that camera yeah, yeah. came on the ice ring and it followed everyone around until it was Maisel spinning around uh, the presenter. They bumped yeah, into each other. Yeah, and also like the script of things like with the, when she just come off the boat and she's been arrested and she's in the jacket and everything. That whole scene. Those like characters so that we've never even seen before, and they're all just bouncing off each other. It's, uh, I mean, that's Susie and her together is like that's gold, isn't it? That's yeah. Wise. Yeah. They those, their two. relationship is amazing. Yeah. Um, really good. And I like seeing like even Susie's office as well in this season that it's like so buzzy and it kind of goes across the street and stuff, and the way that they tie in a conversation between somebody in another building in another room and then in Susie's room, and all of them are kind of in the same thing, like. So impressive. What made it get so popular all of a sudden? Yannick and I were wondering, like, all of a sudden she's just got a slew of clients, but where? It seems like we actually went back to see if we missed an episode. Like, all of a sudden... I think, I think it's just that she um, she started to get more contacts, because it's like she says she picked up a cabaret singer at that bathhouse when she went to see that guy, because um, the girl's singing there. When she came back, she said, oh, I gave my card to a cabaret, so I've just signed a cabaret. And I think it's yeah. stuff like that where it's just obviously she's sort of just out and about and pulling people in, which is great. Um, just like but, you with our Kickstarter. Yes. You know, I need to be more like Susie, obviously. Um, Hit the town. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that, that stuff's really cool. And again, I think that kind of like leans into what the future stuff is doing, where it's kind of, you can kind of see Midge and Susie kind of going on separate paths a little bit. Like Susie's going to be spread so thin with so many clients and Midge is going for kind of the top. Well, if she gets too popular, she won't need as much. She won't need Susie as much, right? And then yeah. at some point there's probably going to be some thing that butting of heads yeah. where like they one of them needs the other one and it's not, it doesn't work out. So yeah, it's a great show. Everyone, yes. uh, everyone so should good. check it out. So something else that's coming out soon then. Uh, there's been a new trailer in the last couple of weeks for the new Flash film, which is out in June. Um, we know several people that have had nice screenings early and uh, mm. we're very jealous. We don't know anything, but we yeah. are, uh, we are, um, we are both of us are, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm a big fan of Michael Keaton, Batman, Batman, mm. Batman Returns, Batman 89, Batman Returns. So I'm excited to see him. I think it looks like it could be good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm unsure. Uh, I don't know. I also feel quite, I'm quite ready for like the, like the come down from it because there's a lot these days of like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. It happened with Black Adam, right? There were so many good early reactions like Wayne Nails being Black Adam. This is going to rejig the DC universe. This is it. Wait till you see the end credits and stuff like that, and then it's like no, no, it wasn't it was very terrible. good. 
you know, all these things. And I feel like there's been so many false dawns with DC now. And even now, even if it is good, I feel like I can't enjoy it because I, all I can think about is that James Gunn's doing something different, even though yeah. he might keep Jason Marmor-Marmor as yeah. Aquaman and he might keep Ezra Miller as Flash. It just feels like it's just, it might just be okay, you know? Yes, I'm, yeah, there is obviously that overhanging it. I know a bunch of kind of people have recently said that they wondered if Shazam flopped because James Gunn had announced DC. Oh, it's, definitely played, it's definitely played a part in it, but I also think uh, Zachary Levy did not help himself at all. Yeah, I don't think. Um, again, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on the quality of the film. Um, but everyone said that was great as well. Early yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Audience really, really good. That was pretty good, like, so the audience score, I mean, that's what you focus on, right? The audience score. Yeah. You know, I've said this a million times as well. Like, there's critics and audience. Like, if I look at Rotten Tomatoes, which everyone does, right? Mostly. They're all like, is it good? But if it's got a very good audience score, then I trust that I either, I could I could easily side with the audience. But I can also be critical uh, you know, and, and see the size of the critics as well. But I'm a big believer that a lot of critics, they don't choose a lot of the films that they watch, right? Mm-hmm. So someone who hates superhero films... I read it, like I told you before, I read a view about Quantumania, the Ant-Man film, and this guy was like, I hate superhero films. I was like, <laughs> well, this is not going to be the film for you, my friend. Mm-hmm. So, and he gave it like one star. But, you know, you know, he'll, he probably would give a film like The Whale or something like that, five stars. I don't, I don't know. So I think, I just think I can't trust early impressions of it. Um, yeah, I agree. So, so I think it's going to have to be my... Same with Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm seeing this week. Yeah. Um, I don't know when this will be out, but I'll be seeing it this week, which is its release week. Um, and that's got very good. I mean, that had very good early reviews. It's held up with reviews that have come out for it since. I think it's like it's seventy something percent critics, and there was no audience score yet. I don't think. Don't think so. But that um, was that was another one where like the social media reactions were like, it's the best thing. Yeah, like Marvel yeah, is back. Yeah, and then it, uh, okay. all the reviews have sort of like slowly gone. Like it started on like ninety odd percent, and then it's just and dipped, it's and dipped, dipped. Yeah, but and it again, seems you like look at those yeah. reviews. It's people that half a lot of people who are just um, I think they're glad to have something that feels a bit better than some, maybe some of the recent stuff that's come out. But also, there's a lot of people that are just like, if I you make me watch another Marvel film, I'm gonna put a gun to my head, pull the trigger. <laughs> so I want to watch Marvel film. Stop sending me to do reviews of Marvel films. Yeah, and it's like, well, okay, we won't. Say, okay, but you can do the Flash. Like, yeah. and and the, the, these a lot of these reviews as well are um, they they give high praise to one film and negative praise to something that's extremely similar, right? Yeah, like you know, you could easily say Guardians of One, Galaxy One and Two are like essentially the same film. Yeah, right. Are. But one they have completely different ratings. Yeah, which so, is yeah, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. About, I don't know about the Flash. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm excited though. To I'm excited to finally see it. I like the Flashpoint comic a lot. I like mm-hmm. the idea of uh, Michael Keaton's Batman being there. I think, I think uh, Superwoman. Girl, is it Supergirl? I think it is Supergirl. Supergirl yeah. looks good. Yeah. Um, I'm all for Zod. Mm-hmm. Be back. You know. I think he's going to be quite minor i actually don't think he's the villain of the film 
No, I have my I have my thoughts on who the villain of the film is. Is it the other Barry? Yeah, I'm. I kind of assume he's going to be Reverse Flash. Reverse Flash, due to his. I've got that based on his costume, right? Yeah, because it is a Batman suit, and I, which is painted red, but I assume will go black at yeah. some point, and he'll be Reverse Flash. Yeah, that's what I think as well. So it's uh, it's different yeah. worlds, isn't it? Because I think he says in his trailer that he comes from one with his parents are okay or something. Yeah, they're alive, and he hasn't been hit by the. Um, lightning bolt. bolt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I assume that's going to be the way, but I'm I'm hopeful that it's good. I just I'm just very ready to get past all of the Zack Snyder stuff. I know I don't mind a lot of the Zack Snyder. I love Man of Steel. Like love it. Got got mixed feelings about Batman Superman. Didn't like the Justice League, but I wasn't his fault. Um, but I'm just ready to move on from it. The whole thing. Like I just feel like it needs a hard reboot. Um. And I'm happy to see what James Gunner stuff could do, but I just, yeah. I really wish they just said none of these, none of these actors and actresses, as talented as they are, as wonderful as they are, any of the roles that they played, they will not be playing again in the future. I don't care if it's Flash or Aquaman or Superman or Batman. It's like we start again because that. I just think otherwise you're just holding on to something that is, is broken. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree with that. That you know, like as big as a. Zack Snyder fan as I am, um, like I, I'm happy to accept that we got Zack's Justice League, and that's that. Um, yeah, that. Like I'd like more, and you know, be cool if they ever went back and just did it as an animator or a comic book or something, just to finish it. So I yeah, see. I think there's room for that. Like I think yeah. you can have James Gunn stuff, and then you can have this Elseworld stuff that he said, yeah. right? Like this is a different thing, and yeah, yeah. However but they the, do it, and you know, the, the, there's a lot of people that still want to see David Ayer's Suicide Squad. You know, and I'd love to see it if it was his vision. I'd love to yeah. see it, and I'd be happy if that was like something going to happen. But yeah, I just I think like we need what I long for is like not to rush these new films. I'm glad they're taking on some characters that are a bit different. I I think some of them are a bit out too far out there for now. But you know, if you can get Swamp Thing in there and a new Superman and things like that, I think mm. those things can work, and you gradually build to a Justice League like a few. Yeah, so chapters aren't they? These ones he's doing chapter yeah, one and chapter, chapter two. two. Yeah, chapter one. Yeah, so, I don't announce which chapter so, yeah. it is. Yeah, I just the flash looks fine to me. Like the trailer, um, obviously called cool to see Keaton, called cool to see more Affleck because I'm a big Affleck fan. Um, but it it just doesn't have a thing to it. Like when we saw the trailer for the Batman, it was like. Oh my god! That, Holy shit! The tone, the visuals, the music—it was all like that this was such a good trailer, wasn't it? it was yeah, such a good trailer. And I feel like the Flash—if you take out Michael Keaton's Batman from that trailer, it's just fine. Like, I feel it, like they kind of ruined that a little bit as well, though, in the trailer. I feel like it's kind of like I know the tailor. Like, if you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Like, but just. Don't, why'd you put it in there? Like, there just... is a there's a lot of fan service going on in the trailer. I think that's the thing. There is, yeah. It's it's not sold me on like a style and a tone and kind of given me a feeling of like this. I didn't know I needed this. It just it feels like a big superhero event. Um and I hopefully I'm wrong. Like hopefully I watch it and they go, oh shit, like the trailer just didn't sell me that film because it was trying not to spoil it or something. 
but um i just don't feel like it's got an interesting visual style yet that i've seen in a trailer whereas something like the batman or the joker or um like even some of zach stuff you know like it immediately has a tone that you recognize as something else um like they're the really good marvel movie as, as well as like the marvel movies where you're like that doesn't look like the other marvel movie the ones where the marvel movies are like that is okay looks exactly the same as the other marvel movies it's like give me like let me know that it's a different director let me know that it's a different setup um but even I mean, trailers are such a big deal obviously really to hook people in but even the marvel trailers like the guys the galaxy trailer ant-man trailer like, those trailers are okay but some of them used to be like epic like the civil war trailer when that first came out and it was like the opening thing is like cutting across the water going towards the um the raft and it just was it was just so well done like it didn't give away too much but you know there's been quite a few trailers that have done i've done that but some of them are just there's very similar landscape yes new york and then it's like and then it's just i have the same vibe with the flash it kind of just feels like Although I'm excited about it, I'm not like chomping at the bit. I'm I'm jealous that people have seen it because it's a superhero film that I want to see. Yeah. I want to see it now, but yeah. uh, I just feel like it's just a bit of a mess still. So um, I'd be yeah. interested. I think if I come out of this and they've rejigged it so much that I'm like, okay, now I see where this part is going, I'd be happy. But we will obviously see it and we will review it in a future podcast. So. We will. Yes. The uh, the only thing that I want from it is because I've red minor spoiler that the end he returns to a universe which might not be his own which is the flash but um even that's fine like i don't if okay so if they are going to keep these actors and stuff as long as it makes sense at the end of this film because this for me like i said a million times this is where they could do a reset right yeah if they if they come out of this it's like hey i don't recognize anyone or everything's different but then jason moir shows up with that like hey i remember you but he's like i have no idea who you are like yeah okay great so they're keeping this, this, and this, or however they want to spin it. So, see, I want yeah. it bolder. I want it to end that he ends up in the universe where Nick Cage is Superman. Oh yeah, that would be even cooler. That would be the then, coolest ending. Is if would be cool. Flash rocks up and then Nick Cage appears as Superman, and that's it. They cut to black. Yeah. I would just be like, and they end all the DC films, and never goes yeah. any further. <laughs> I feel like you've done it. That's all I needed. Um, yeah, that would be so good. So. All right. Well, that is the end of this episode of the Consistent OK Podcast. Thank you all for listening. If you uh, if you want to hear more uh, of our old podcast, you can find us anywhere. If you just search on your podcast uh, place, where, I don't know, what's it called? App. Provider. That's Provider. App. Whatever. Good. Search for Consistent OK Podcast. So you can find us on social media, Twitter at Consistent Pod, YouTube, search for Consistent OK Podcast, and Instagram at Consistent Pod as well. And, um, yeah, check out some of our older stuff. Tune in for our newer stuff. Stay safe. Yes. And um, yeah, thanks a lot, Nick. Yeah, we'll see you oh, next time. Uh, yeah, our, our next episode is um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, so yes. we're doing in depth at the moment for the Skewerverse film. So uh, there's a Dogma one that has also just dropped, mm-hmm. and the next one is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So if you're interested in the Kevin Smith films, then that is what we're doing in depth for on this season this okay podcast yes. alright next uh, pop culture one we'll have Guardians of the Galaxy one of the three to talk about 
Yeah, I will talk a bit about uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor as well, because I'm about 11. I will talk a little bit about Star Wars Ball and Order. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to play the first game. Please so, do play that on Twitch, because I, I, I want to watch you play it. That sounds weird. Oh, but... <laughs> I will. I will. I will let you watch me play Star Wars Ball and Order. Amazing. So, awesome. All right, everyone, take care. Catch you. Bye. Bye.